Razor House. Welcome to this episode 208. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. Hey, what's up, everybody? And this is Bobby. We're back after the entire MLS season is finally over. Finally cu- over, dude. The finally. cup over, season over. God. 2020, unfortunately, isn't over yet, but still. I mean, it, it, we have been in this year for like, you know, four years now. <laughs> So, yeah, that's yeah. accurate. <laughs> it's been four years. On January 21st, as a matter of fact, it's going to be four years. There you go. That we've been in this year. Um, yeah, man, MLS, MLS is done. Like, that's it. Over for this year. And we can finally just focus on all the holidays. Not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking about the Galaxy anymore. I'm thinking about, uh, uh, you know, stuff that's beside MLS. That is so not true. Uh, you're right. That is so far from the truth. So far from the truth. But but hey, I'll start off by this. Columbus Crew SC, congratulations. Second MLS Cup to the crew. Uh, a lot of former Galaxy people uh, within that group. Uh, obviously, you got Giassi Zardes, but you also have Emma Boateng and uh, Hector Jimenez. Uh, Matt Lampson is also over there. Uh, I think there's a, actually one more person, but I, I'm, I'm not sure... Uh, I, I can't remember who it is exactly. Um, and it's, it's I, I mean, we were all watching the final together. I think we were all kind of surprised at how Columbus just kind of wiped the floor with Seattle. Um, I don't know if I was surprised at how well Columbus did. I think I was surprised at how, how bad Seattle did, actually. I thought they would have, like, played a lot better than that. But, yeah, I mean, but Columbus controlled that whole shit. Yeah. I mean, taking into consideration that... Columbus is missing two of their star players. That's true. Uh, That's true. Due to COVID. So, like, that, I think, was even more surprising. But as as a lot of people have pointed out, um, look at the journey and the road that Columbus has been on for the last uh, – for, for pretty much this whole decade. Um, they were purchased by Anthony Precourt uh, in 2013. And then, remember, in 2017, the rumors started swirling around that – the team was going to get moved, and then they finally said that they're looking at uh, Austin as an option to move the team into, and then uh, Save the Crew came around, um, and then they were eventually able to get enough uh, things behind it to get the owner of the Cleveland Browns and an ownership group together to purchase the crew from MLS, and, uh, and now two years later, they're MLS Cup champions. I mean, that is a... That is a hell of a story. Yeah. Yep. It's 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 pretty incredible, and and uh, you know, for the the final game of Crew Stadium um, to be held, uh, to to have MLS Cup held in that stadium, um, is 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 really poetic. The first soccer specific stadium uh, uh, in the in the country, and uh, the it gets to go out as a champion. That's amazing. Yeah, good for them. That's all I got. He had he took so much of a breath for that. <laughs> like the pause, he's like, okay, here comes Lewis. Yep. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it good was. Room. You yep. said words. You said words <laughs> and I, I, I agree with said words. Um that might be the last time you hear it on this episode. Yeah. Uh I and, and then Damn we it. um we move on to uh, the expansion draft today that was held. 
um, Austin FC was time. It was time to, to start picking for teams. The galaxy left 11 players unprotected and lo and behold, one of our players got picked. It wasn't the player that everybody was hoping we were hoping picked. to get picked. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cause you I know, think, uh, I think Austin yeah. did their homework. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, we were hoping they weren't right. You know, they were hoping that they, they were going to pull a Cincinnati or something. And uh, or, or uh, Chris Klein just kind of uh, well, yeah yeah this is the next uh, you know whoever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the players that were left unprotected were David Bingham, Emil Quayle, Rolf Filcher, Yoni Gonzalez, who's on loan, who's you know gone. He, he, he was never going to get picked. Yeah, like yeah, uh, why would he even Jim, be on the list? Nah, Giancarlo Gonzalez, Emiliano Insua, Perry Kitchen, Justin Vomsieg, Gordon Wild, and Jurgen. Shelvick for some fucking odd reason, but ultimately it was Joe Corona who got picked up by Austin, Austin SC. So Joe Corona spent what three seasons with us? Uh, two seasons, maybe it felt like two. I think it's two. I, I think, think it, he came in with ever Scalotto. since with Tecosa, uh, yeah. since he came in yeah, as well. It was at the close of so Joe sure. Corona. I, I mean, you know, Joe Corona, um. I liked him as a guy. I, I always felt like as a player for the team, he came in and, and was serviceable, but he wasn't like outstanding. Um, he kind of had a rough year. He had some injuries this year, but he was, he was okay. Uh, he had an okay galaxy career, I would say. Um, but certainly probably a good pickup for Austin FC. And, uh, and now we're left with the, uh, the scrap heap that with is the rest of the game. Which again, you know, maybe we'll, we'll talk about, maybe we've talked about that one to death, but Jesus fucking Christ, I can't believe they gave that guy such a long uh, contract. Um, yeah. I don't know what the, I, man, I, I would like to see how that contract is, went down. Yeah. Like what went, right? what, what went between hands, man? <laughs> like, For real. Because with that, with that guy to have such a, long contract and for him to have been so terrible for us remember uh, he was he was sold as the next van damme and I, well i think one person that's said why that, you everybody picked up on that i think one person said that everybody else picked that's up on it. how oh, that, that's that, how that, twitter that and the internet works though was, <laughs> yeah but works. that one person in the in the fo is enough if you're part of the if you're part of the the team that signs him and you are convinced that this player is going to be of the same caliber, if not better than a defender or, 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 you know, arguably one of our best defenders that we had just lost. You're probably going to listen. And when you look I back guess. at it, like, how do you, how in the world do you sign that guy for that long? Well, they were convinced that what they were saying was true. They well, were convinced I mean, that this guy was a, the it, next Van Damme. If you look at it, we took Yellow Van Damme. He was a left back, a, a a European left back that we converted into a center back. And that's exactly what Jorgen Chelvik was. He was a European left back. We turned into a center back. So you, I mean, you know, he kind of was the next Van Damme. He wasn't as good of a player as Van Damme. Didn't I don't come rem- fucking close to that. Yeah. Like, I don't, re- I don't remember actually hearing anybody in the FO saying like he was going to be the next Van Damme um, or, much of that i know that some people felt that way 
They could have um, said. I mean, but I, I'm but sure he was also he the person be. next after Van Dam, so that yeah. could be it too. So. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, exactly. He was the guy that literally replaced. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was so he was like the next. So he was the next. So we'll uh, talk it up to Los Angeles. You know, just like just like uh, <laughs> just like Freddie Adu was the next Pele. <laughs> so exactly uh, like that exactly i'm not even sure which uh comparison's worse yeah jesus but, but ultimately uh, i mean this guy's still this guy that guy obviously he's still on the he's still on the roster and, still on and, the payroll and, and, but but again as you as lewis as you pointed out uh the 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 common denominator here is what the fuck fo like you listen and that's what you get like the loss in translation that you might be looking at is the fo says something and you don't take it as complete and utter bullshit when it comes out of their mouths so then you you know you throw out whatever their opinion of this player is well Uh, again it's been a while since we did an episode and i i've said this before but um you know look at the signings that the the current front office, well, you know, minus the closer, but the the Chris Klein and and his you know, and his bros, uh, look at the signings that they have brought in, with the exception of Zlatan. Um, every other player has been a bust, I mean, or, or 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 at the very least hasn't met expectations. You know, yeah. L- look at Shelvik, look at Siani, except for Pavon. Uh, Bavon, and, and you know what? I and I don't think, think Dos Santos either until this past season a little bit. Well, I'm not even crediting that to Chris Klein. That's more of a Skeleto thing where like, hey, I'm going to bring this guy in. And then Teclosa says, all right, I'm going to go get him. Um, you know, th- this is, you know, Joe Pedro. I mean, the, the guys that have, you know, before they, um, you know, decided to go with Teclosa, like look at the signings. Even Alessandrini, who was the best player on one of the worst, you know, teams in, in in galaxy history you know he shined that year because you know he was surrounded by you know players that weren't even supposed to be in mls you know they, they were division two players it, so of obviously allison dream is going to stand out and you know and, and you can look back and say the the injuries that allison dreamy had like well you knew or at least the research that you know, everyone looked into like, okay, who the hell is Allison Dreamy and why is he a DP? Why are we signing a DP that no one's heard of? And you start looking into into this guy, he has a long history of injuries. And again, that falls on the FO. What you know, why are you signing a player that has a long history of injuries? And guess what? He was injured for a good portion of his galaxy career. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we needed him the most, he he shined. Uh when when he had other players around him, he you know, he went ahead and took that opportunity to get injured. No, I don't. I don't think those injuries are his fault. I'm. I'm just saying. Um, I, it's he, not, he seems to I be. Mean, he seems to be healthy in China because every now and again I'll see a uh, a a you know a highlight, a banger that he scores from. Uh, they have know, injections from, from over the there. Team. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's true. Um, you know what's <laughs> funny is you you bring up Alessandrini and I did not have this in my list. Uh, I, I didn't expect you to bring him up, but. Uh, my nephew was telling me about um, his uh, his foot team in uh, in FIFA 21, and he was all like he was all like proud of the team. He's like, oh man, I like been crafting this for you know since FIFA came out and this and that. And who does he have as his star winger? Alessandrini. I was like, 
Alessandrini goes, dude, he's so good. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, why are you telling me this? It's making me sad. I miss Alessandrini. Um, yeah, he was injured a lot, but, you know, it, it, the dude bled. He probably, he probably doesn't bled cost a lot yeah. in FIFA yeah, and for you. And that's the one thing we're missing. You know, we're, we're missing players who give a shit. Uh, the Galaxy um, also announced that they re-signed Sasha Kleschen, uh Justin Vomstig, Didi Traore, Kai Kariniak, and Ethan Zubak. Nothing? No. I no. guess. Holy shit. <laughs> um, Holy shit. I mean, these, uh, with the exception of Kleschen, these all sound like Galaxy 2 players, or they at least oh, should yeah, be they, they are. Galaxy 2 players. Um, as we saw this year, we relied on Ethan Zubak way too much because our FO did not go out and, and fill the need to sign a striker after having a 38-year-old guy on the roster uh, over the last two years. And now this is the third year that they have not had a decent backup striker. Um, and, you know, and apparently this is this is the plan, apparently. I, well, you know, I was going to say that wasn't the plan because if you remember in – uh, the first year that Zlatan was here, we also had Ola Kamara, who had to move out of the way, basically, to, to make room for Zlatan. Yeah. But um, he would have, in effect, been the backup striker at that point, uh, because that is his natural position. And so in that in, in the, the pecking order, you do have Zubak as the number three guy. Um, but, it, you know, things being uh, play, play out the way they played out, then Zubak became the direct number two and then eventually the direct number one. Um, because uh, Chicharito came in and was so ill-prepared for this team, for this league to play soccer. Um, we'll get into that in a little while. Uh, but yeah, we, we bring him back in, Again? and I think that uh, that this is fine because he's ultra-cheap, and we can't really get worse than it's already been. I mean, we probably could be get worse than it's already there's been. Always, you can always uh, get there's worse. There's always worse. Right, there's always worse. There's always worse. Um, but, uh, you know, w- this guy's cheap. We know what we're getting. And if if all things start to improve, then that means he's playing on Galaxy 2 for the most part or sitting on the bench. And we never see his kirby size mouth ever again uh, on the field for the Galaxy um yeah i that yeah you covered that i mean uh, <laughs> i i'm not but also it's like sure what i what to say to any of that but it's like is there any surprise here no, no. so no. that's why i'm just like i mean no 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 but but i figure that you know after you no. You had the season that you had, and then it, you figure that okay, we need a new direction, or or at the very least, we need to change something to make everybody believe that we're actually doing well. Those kinds of things to try to improve. Those and kinds of things. I don't, like, I don't think we're gonna see that till like next year if they're gonna even make those kinds of moves. We're not gonna see that now. Maybe I don't. I'm not even sure if like is is it a matter of like you can't even. You can't maneuver because you're still handicapped from you know the signings that you've already had. But, but these or, are but are these you... are re-signings. Like that's the that's right. The that's thing. what I'm these saying. Are re-signings. These are. But but again, you bring these guys to me. Every single one of these players, except for Question, says like these guys are all making like dirt cheap, nothing. 
Right. No, so totally. And, and, Zubac, and Zubac is dating a, a Laker girl. So, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that fills his wallet up even more. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's more money than he does. I don't know. Um, you know, like Becky G does with uh, LeJet. Um, sorry. I, I promised I wasn't going to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> um, Bobby. Declined, so, so now Bobby's going to get you the big wet dildo. Yeah. Uh, declined options <laughs> or. <laughs> Uh, the Galaxy have declined options on um, uh, Jonathan Klinsman. I almost said Jurgen. Uh, Jonathan Klinsman, Gordon Wild, uh, Emiliano Insua, and Yoni Gonzalez. Obviously, we know that Yoni is was alone. He's not coming back. Uh, we don't think that Gordon Wild is coming back because he pretty much uh, scorched the uh, the ground after as he was leaving because he was pissed he didn't get enough playing time. Um, they were renegotiating with Joe Corona, who was also on that list, obviously not anymore because he's now with Austin, um, and, uh, Insua and Klinsman. So I think that both of those players are worth bringing back on, uh, and it's a good sign. I think that they're renegotiating probably because, um, they declined the option and then re- are renegotiating probably for less money. Yep. Um, or they're going to wait and see with, especially with Klinsman. Uh, whether or not maybe they can pick up another goalkeeper because uh, uh, leaving David Bingham unprotected in the expansion draft, I think, uh, tells us a lot of what their plans yeah. are for David Bingham. They were okay to lose him. Yep. Um, or or they're basically saying like, hey, if you're coming back, you're coming back with less money. Um, so Or, I mean, it, and this is the weird or, part, and I understand that obviously there's going to be deadlines. There's obviously going to be deadlines for this. Obviously, you know, you, you can't prolong this. The league says you need to, you know, um, this is the day where you have to, you know, pick up the options or not. This is a day where you have to give the list of who you're going to protect and who you're not going to protect in the expansion draft. There's obviously deadlines that you have to meet. But I find it interesting that you are building, now, I don't want to say building a roster, but you're you're making decisions without a coach at the top right now. I mean, for me, and and I get it. Again, there's deadlines, and you can't rush this coaching pick. Obviously, you can't just say it. Okay, we need it before this happens so that he can, uh, you know, tell us what to do or what players to get rid of or what players he's okay to get, you know, to get rid of. Which ones he wants to keep, which one he prefers. You can't do that. You can't just rush into that. But at the same time, I, I talked about no matter who comes in, I don't care what coach you bring in and we're going to talk about the possible head coaches and the rumors that have been swirling around since our last episode, but you can bring in anybody, bring in your dream coach. doesn't matter. Pick whatever coach, the best coach in the, on the entire yep. planet. He is yep. going to, he's going to fail. He's going to okay. fail. Okay. Okay. Simeone. Okay. Simeone. Here's your team. You still got to deal with Jorgen Schellick. <laughs> Um, and, and it's not even that it's it, like I said, th- th- this, this front office will sabotage that coach. Sure. Um, they, they will bring in a player that he does not want regardless of who he is and what kind of respect he commands. Um, I don't care if it's Simeone, I don't care if it's Bielsa, if it's Klopp, uh, Guardiola, like I said, pick, pick your coach, pick your, your favorite coach, dream coach. He's going to get sabotaged. You're going to bring in a Mexican player that you don't want. And that'll be that. Um, so, I mean, again, I, I find it a little, um, counterproductive that you're doing this stuff without uh, a direction, without a coach, but this is the galaxy. This is, you know, Klein and company after all. And this and, is just another day in the office. 
And and it's MLS. Like you have to remember, like it's MLS. As, MLS. as Bobby said, there's there's deadlines. Like there's things that have to be done by a certain time, um, or else the, other things get triggered. Yeah, or or maybe it was you. Uh, no, I'll take uh, credit. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, things things have to trigger. I mean, things have to get done, or else the other things get triggered. Like, uh, who was it? I think it was um, there was some like uh, um clause in somebody's um was it was it will johnston a few years ago remember there was some like clause in in one of the contracts like if they make if somebody makes the playoffs like he automatically gets like this huge raise i think it was orlando and then they made the playoffs for the first time didn't we have a galaxy player that did that was it uh uh ola kamara part something had something like that no or was no, it somebody else was it it was uh you might be thinking about nigel de Jong. Like if no, he played a certain was, amount of minutes, they were gonna have no, to offer him a deal contract. I, I want to say that there was a player where like, oh, you're, something triggers if, if like, like someone else gets money if. Oh like, yeah, yeah. There's you're right. Something there, like that. that. Is Ola Kamara. I think when when we bought Ola Kamara, we were supposed to give an extra hundred thousand to Columbus if. if he yeah, scored something. More yeah, than, maybe that's what I'm thinking. More than of. X number of goals or something like that, but I don't think it triggered because we sold him okay i don't remember exactly but maybe I mean, that's what i'm thinking but. but that's what i'm saying this is a wacky league this is the kind of stuff that gets built into contracts so like some of these things have to happen at a certain time or else things like shit like that gets triggered and then it's like oh now we're left holding the bag for all this so you know you you have to make decisions whether you have a coach or not and that's where the gm comes in that's why you have a gm that's different from the coach uh in in this case and and that's why you have to put responsibility on the GM when, you know, when stuff like this happens and things don't work out for them. Um, so anyway, with all of that being said, there's a ton of more drafts coming up. There's a waiver draft. There's the um, there's the the like first and second round uh, supplemental draft. There's the uh, cores draft. There's the, uh, you know, all kinds of drafts. Um and and they'll be coming up, and and I'm sure the galaxy will do nothing during those times because, uh, as as we saw during the half day trade window that happened after MLS Cup, uh, the galaxy did nothing. Um, which again, you know, to your point, Lewis, there's no coach, there's nobody to do anything, do anything, um, and I I think even at this point, the last time we were in a situation where we didn't have a coach, but everybody kind of knew it was gonna be. Dennis DeClosa coming in. Everybody kind of knew that GBS was going to be the one coming in, taking the head coach job. And so there was moves being made and there was phone calls being uh, made where people were being consulted, but not in any official capacity. So um, that that could be the case here as well. We don't know. Um, And so the Galaxy search for a new head coach. They're doing a worldwide search, just like the last one, when we picked Cardinalfo. Um, <laughs> where we, where we travel all over the globe, and we're like, "Oh, we forgot to check the Galaxy Two um, uh, locker room." Oh, Kurt, come on in, buddy. Uh, they're doing another worldwide search. Um, there's new candidates that have cropped up. I think since we last recorded, I think since we last recorded, did we talk about coaching candidates? We did not. Was that for Megapod? I already. We we definitely did not get to the coachings for for Megapod. Yeah. Speaking of Megapod, um, I do have the the files. I am going to be uploading them 
uh, on our feed, uh, not this, not for this week's pod. You're listening to it right now. Uh, but next week and the following week, we will upload Megapod Part 1 and 2. Uh, that is the podcast that we did with all of the other Galaxy-related uh, media creators. Um, that was a little chaotic, uh, but a lot of fun. A lot of good conversations. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, I, I didn't find it that chaotic. That was, was the best was, Megapod that we've had. I, I feel like it was chaotic, and it was, it was, it was a little slow just because there was so many people uh that was a lot yeah yeah it was a lot of people so we didn't get to cover a whole lot of topics it could have been a five-hour show it uh, easily could have been a five-hour show but uh but th- but part one and part two will go up uh if you want the video um, i'm sure some of the other channels first to five or uh nag news or straight from the stands is going to post uh the video of of the megapod i do believe that Squadcast is recording their 200th episode uh, either this week or or next week, and if that's the case, gentlemen, congratulations. Um, but let's get into the Galaxy head coach search. So, the top candidate has emerged in Greg Vanny after he left Toronto and uh, basically said, "I, I want to go build something. I'm a builder. I want to go build something. We're good over here in Toronto." So I'm on to another project. That to me, there's nothing that needs to be rebuilt more than the Galaxy right now. Um, I, I I don't think that we got to the. I think we got to the rumors. I don't necessarily believe that we got to you know like any candidates or anything. Um, I don't even remember if we mentioned Greg Vanny because at the time that we were recording it. Right. Um, Greg Vanny was still under contract uh, with Toronto and still easily could have resigned. And um, so and he was still in the he was still, you know, playing a season or maybe he was in the playoffs. Um, but um, either way, you know, Greg Vanny was like, oh, you know, that's probably a guy that's that's good. You might want to get him. But, you know, he's just not available right now. All of a sudden he's available and yeah. he emerges as the top candidate and he checks off. Probably every single box the Galaxy needs, with the exception of big name, he checks off every other single box. Yeah. Um, so this is the best possible candidate out there. I mean, it's like a perfect fit. But again, it, it's not something that I personally can get excited about. It's, I mean, again, you well, we don't need exciting. At, at we need we need safe. No, no, you no, know, no, no! I'm not even talking about that. We just got, that. we just got, we just got out of our bad relationship with, you know, the the with with the guy that didn't pay much attention to us, and we just need somebody who's gonna bring us flowers every now and again, and be consistent. <laughs> That's it, man. I mean, I, I, the, the thing I'm is, go- is, I'm I glad, I'm, I'm glad I know what kind of girl you are. <laughs> <laughs> I like consistency, man. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. I mean, look, I, I'm not even talking about this. I, I'm not saying that I'm not excited. This is like that my – this would be, and I don't get to do this anymore, but if you're giving me a choice as who that you know, would be my pick or who I would want, it would have been Greg Vanny. The problem is, is that I can't get excited for it because, again, I don't think it's necessarily the coach that is yeah, I mean, I think that's you know, well the only problem I think, I think here. Right. Yeah. So again, you're, you're going to get a guy who is going to, sure, he can rebuild, but how much power is he going to get? How right. much support is he going to get from his superiors? And we know 
and there's been a history of this all the way back to, you know, during the Bruce Arena years where, look, I don't care what you want. I'm going to get this player because he, you know, he sells jerseys, even though marketing is the very last thing we, yeah, we, uh, we look into dead last. We look into when we sign a player. Um, but you did it. Bruce mean, Arena. To, you did to it for the list is Siggy. one thing long. This is the, the, yeah the, the the list that they have is just one one bullet point and it's does he sell jerseys so it, yeah. yeah it's it's not a lie when he says it's way last because it's the only thing on the list it's the only okay fair it's enough. also way first loopholes loopholes um yeah I mean Greg Van is gonna you know he'll find out that you know he's no different he's not gonna be any different he's going well, to I think I, I think it, bringing in an MLS guy like Vanny. Um, he's going to know what he's getting into. You know what I mean? Like he knows the parameters in which he needs to work in. And um, I think more than anybody, he understands what that is going to be. Um, and that's including Dominic Kinnear. Um, that is including the candidacy of Dominic Kinnear, who is also in the running. But I also think that because he's been within the team for as long as he has, that does not make him a good candidate because he's got, He's if if he was going to, uh, I, I don't want to say throw his weight around, but if he was going to sort of have his way or 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 have some sway with the FO, he would have done some of this stuff by now. I feel like um, I think Greg Vanny can come in and say like, "Hey, you're the one that went out and got me. You know, you have to give me a little bit of wiggle room or a little bit of of uh, power, at least for a little while." Dominic Kinnear is not going to get that. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, the, the problem is, is that how much, you know, it, it's one thing if you're saying I am a coach GM, you know, I, I can be both. I can bring in the players that I want. Um, I can go out there and get, you know, let me do my thing. Um, Bruce Arena had that, but again, and, you know, Bruce Arena was sabotaged not once, but twice with Gerard yeah. and with Gio. Um, the, if, if Bruce Arena, one of the most successful coaches in MLS, doesn't command the respect, while he has that power, we're like, dude, I'm trying to build this team. I have literally won you three MLS Cups. Let me do my thing. And the FL still says, well, if you're so good, then you can win with this player. Fuck you. We're signing this guy, whether yeah. or not you want to. There's no way that Greg Vanny isn't going to get that same treatment. You know, uh, again, Skeleto, you know, was probably blindsided just the same way. I'm sure that he did not want Chicharito, but they said, hey, this is the guy that we're going to get. You're going to have to make him work. Um, he couldn't make him work. So he gets the act. So I, I think sure. the, I think honestly, priority number one, unfortunately, and I think we talked about this off the pod, um, that the priority number one for whoever the next coach is, is to make Chicharito successful. They need their golden goose to fucking lay those golden eggs. That's what you signed them for. So you need them. Above all, he needs to be successful. Um, and again, you are sacrificing something long-term. You are sacrificing um, team performance so that one player can do what it is that you paid him to do. Um, who gives a shit if we were winning or not? If the guy is scoring a goal every freaking game but losing 2-1 to one every game, well, the guy is going to be the leading goal scorer in the league, and he's going to continue to sell jerseys. And, you know, the, the the wins will eventually come, and we have to trust the process and, you know, all the other bullshit that we're being fed. 
Um, but unfortunately, th that is going to be priority number one for any coach, regardless of who it is. You need to make Chicharito work. You need to figure out a way to get him involved, to get him motivated, and to make him fit in a system or create a team around him uh, so that he can be successful. That is priority number one. Um, and as long as he's in a Galaxy jersey. After that, we'll give you the next, you know, fucked up obstacle that you need to, you know, uh, get over. Um, because it's just a matter of time before that happens. So, um, I was on the... Obviously, I, I don't think Dominic Kinnear is the answer. I've never thought that Dominic Kinnear was the answer. I still don't think Dominic Kinnear is the answer. But ever since the Megapod, I, I forgot what... Someone said something. I don't know what it was. And it just kind of dawned on me where I just put two and two together there. If I know, or if I'm saying that regardless of what coach comes in, you're going to fail that the galaxy are not going to improve, or at the very least, they're not going to get to where we want them to be. Then why not just sign Dominic Kinnear? He's not the guy. Why am I going to waste a good signing on, uh, on a coach that is going to fail because of the why, ineptitude of our front office? Why are you going to waste time and money on a signing that may not, that, that you know for a fact is not going to improve the team even just a little bit? I mean, in all fairness, seriously, in all fairness, this front office has wasted so much money and so much time already. I doubt another year and a half is going to fucking make a difference. I mean, it will to me. It will to the players. It will to the people listening to this podcast. Yeah, but I mean, do you think that the front office will care? No. Mm -hmm. I so, I mean, I, if, if you're going to do that, I might as well, like, hey, man, I'm not going to waste this shit anymore. I think a lot of fans have already lost that hope, that that idea that we're going to be good anytime soon. I think that's just a fool's hope right there, that you think that we're going to get anywhere near where we want to be this season or next season, maybe not even the third season. Again, nothing will change, and I'm gonna, I'm, I will continue to beat this horse. I don't care if that horse is dead already. It, it, nothing will change as long as the top remains there. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You'll get a bump. You'll get a um, you'll get an illusion. You'll get a mirage. Okay? You think you're, you're improving. You're, you're going to sign a good player. Uh, you might get that bump the, the way Zlatan did, but you still have a shit team, and you still have a shit organization because the people who are running it are running it straight into the ground. And players, former players, have come out. I mean, they haven't really called out by name the people that are in charge but they may as well have Donovan has come out, Cienfuegos has come out Kobe Jones has come out uh, Hurtado has come out and said this was once a proud organization you know I have no doubt that they're going to get back on I mean they're basically calling out the FO without actually calling out the FO Yeah. Okay. we know what it is so again th this isn't going to improve next season or as long as the people at the top remain at the top and that might be for a while I know Klein's contract is in 2022, but right now, for me, as I see it, I, I don't see how he's not going to get it renewed. I really don't. He would have to step aside and say, you know what, I, I, I've, I've done my time here. I'm proud of what I did. I'm going to go off and into another, you know, project. Listen, maybe we, maybe we get lucky. Maybe, you know, if he's on the board at AEG, maybe all of the the pandemic you know uh, losses that they've taken uh, mean that there's people at the top to get their their heads chopped and they and he moves into one of those positions yeah and then he yeah. has nothing to do with the galaxy anymore yeah 
that's you can go that's and be a pretty, pretty much... face for AEG and and you know screw those people over rather than screw over, you know, those Galaxy fans. Well, I mean, let's let's move on to the other coaching candidates. So I think we we've covered Dom, Dominic Kinnear to death. Um, one of the new names that popped up was Chipo De La Torre, um, who uh, again has coached throughout Mexico. Uh, was he national team coach as well? I want to say he was, but I don't think so. Um, but I he, can't remember now. He's one of those guys where his stuff works for a little while and then it falls apart pretty, you know, uh, spectacularly. Uh, I don't think he's a good fit. I think he's just a name just because he's a Mexican coach that's available right now. Um, that is that is the only reason why he um, is is in the running or it, his name is being thrown around. Um, we've talked about Miguel Herrera. There's uh, a, a very specific group of people who really want that to happen. Uh, and, and one person in particular, uh, <laughs> who was all about Miguel Herrera. Um, I think that, um, he would not fare better than, uh, than I think GBS would fare. I think that, um, he would be hampered by the way the, the league runs and, and the way that the, the FO chooses to run their the organization. I personally, I, I would be okay with Miguel Herrera, to be honest with you. I wouldn't mind the uh, if they were able to pick him up. I the, the, the problem with this is, I mean, there's a couple things. Um, Miguel Herrera, where he does go, he does succeed. Like straight up, he does succeed. He 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 has been a successful coach. His resume speaks for itself. Um, I he also checks a lot of boxes including the big name um including the nationality and where he's coming from which is again that's last on the list but maybe the only thing on the list um but he does check a lot of boxes off i wouldn't mind that the problem with that is that you again you might be squandering this big name and obviously if it doesn't work out if the project doesn't go the way that they plan then the, the scapegoat again becomes simply the coach and it becomes uh, well all you wanted was again a from again i don't think wanted- i don't think that you can bring it i don't think that the next coach that comes in is going to be fired before dennis DeClosa is fired i think they would both be gone i i don't think so um because you know we've gone through four already we can't we can't keep giving it to the coach. But with that being said, would you have said that Guillermo Barros Carlotto was successful everywhere he went before he came to the galaxy? Yes. He was successful at Boca. He was successful at yeah. Columbus. He was successful at Lanús. He was successful at, at Boca Juniors as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, being Fair successful, point. being successful in a league that's not MLS, I don't think is a good measuring stick for any coach. I, you know what, uh, that, that, that's a good point. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Uh, Javier Aguirre is another if, guy who, who came in. I think uh, I think Chicharito would hate that, and so I think he is not a serious candidate. He's just a name that's getting thrown get that is getting thrown around. 
if this again, it's 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 for one reason and one reason only. And um, there was a video that circulated when you know they were interviewing him. Um, uh, he did say uh, via you know a Zoom call that uh, a lot of uh, MLS teams or a couple MLS teams uh, were interested. And he was talking, and this was around the height of the rumor that the Galaxy were looking into him. And it really much seemed that the Galaxy did contact him, or you know. Um, whether or not that pans out was a different story. Um, if this was the year 2000, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, if this, and, I, and I'm being serious, if this was the year 2000, I'd be okay with Javier Aguirre as, as a coach for the Galaxy. Um, I don't know what he's done since. I, I think that his star has fallen considerably since his heyday in the early 2000s, where, you know, um, he... I thought Mexico looked really, really good under him um, leading up to that uh, 2002 World Cup before. <laughs> and um, then he he came back um, a la Bruce Arena before, you know, he did it. Um, I believe it was 2010 or, or no, maybe it was 2014 where they were on the brink of elimination and they brought Fucking him in Zimsy. like, hey, we need, we need you to right the ship and get us back in there and i think that's what happened um and so um again i i don't know what he's done since i know he did well in mexico i know he did well with the mexican national team i know he did well in his first couple years with in in spain um but uh, i think we're about a couple decades too late for this guy uh okay um now for some interesting names. Brian Smetzer. Seattle's um, coach who just took them to MLS Cup uh, is been at the helm um, and actually brought them to the promised land twice uh, in four in four. four cup appearance. Four cup oh, appearance. Okay, that's them. Uh, two wins um, when uh, other coaches could not do it. Uh, despite having bigger names, despite having well, maybe not. I would say that, that that Seattle's team, the the winning teams, have been a better balance of players than uh, previous years when when they had you know a, a big name and then you know uh, a bunch of role players. But um, a guy who has been in Seattle his entire life and now is out of contract. Um, is this somebody the Galaxy should go looking at? At the very least, I think they should be looking into it um, because this is, uh, among all else, uh, you, you need someone who understands the league, um, which is why a foreign coach is a little risky. You're going to need the correct one. And I don't, again, I'm, I'm going to double back to this, but obviously you're, you're, you have a guy who has done well um in his literally his only coaching tenure um he has taken uh, a good organization um to where they want to be and you know for a while you could start talking about dynasty i think if they would have won uh last saturday you probably would have said this is a dynasty this rivals that galaxy squad in the you yeah. know early 2010s um but again Ever since the inception of Seattle, they have been good. They have never missed the playoffs. They have surpassed 
the Galaxy in that. Uh, the Galaxy missed the playoffs in 2006, so they had about an 11-year run before they uh, before they bowed out. Well, Seattle has already surpassed that. I think. I think they mm-hmm. did it for you yep. know what, what 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 this season they 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 did it. So they have not missed the playoffs. Um, they have been you know champions twice. Could have been more um as i think we said it if, if if bruce arena wasn't at the galaxy siggy schmidt probably would have won maybe two in seattle you know um so this is an organization that they have a culture of this is what we want we're gonna be we're gonna want to win we're, we're gonna do our, our best to try to put a winning team out there and, and they've been that way since 2009 this coach has gotten the support again He's not going to get it here. He's not going to get it here. He's going to have to deal with all the bullshit that comes with this FO. And it's not just that. Look, when you're coming to LA, I get it. You need superstars. You need big names. It's 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 across every you know sports franchise in the city. I get it. But there's a way to do things. And right now, uh, you know, this leadership doesn't know. They they don't understand how to have that balance of, you know, marketing. And success. Uh, they only understand one thing. And, you know, right now, marketing is a success. So um, it's someone that you're looking into. You should be looking into. But I, I don't I don't think that's going to matter. Honestly, I just don't. The other thing is, is that when, when you're when you're talking about a, a coaching candidate, you need a direction. You when you're interviewing or if you if you're a competent president and you have a philosophy and you know exactly which direction you're headed and and I can all but guarantee Chris Klein has absolutely no idea. He's just throwing at some, anything at the wall seeing what sticks and if it sticks he'll ride with it as long as it doesn't come off the wall. And then he'll just throw something else and see if that works. Um again, that speaks for itself. So if you have a president that has a direction and has a philosophy knows exactly what he wants where he wants his organization, you know exactly what kind of coach you're looking for. Right now, I don't think Chris Klein knows what kind of coach he's looking for. Even if the, even if it, if he designates that job to the close, you know, again, the, the the culture of this club is so lost. They have no idea what direction they're going to go. They're again, they, they might just look for a big name. They might just look for past success. And I don't think that it's there. You're going to need someone that's going to really, really, you know change the attitude of you know the players that they currently have the players that they can't get rid of because they're under contract um and again without direction i just don't think that any coach including greg vanny um is gonna matter right now i really don't uh i mean you know yeah we'll we'll have to see um two other names that are assistants um that i think are on the far, far end of the list. Um, Gonzalo Pineda and Ezra Hendrickson. Um, Ezra Hendrickson is an interesting option for me because he's a former Galaxy player. He's a guy who's been an assistant coach uh, under Siggy. Under uh, you know, he was an assistant coach in Seattle for Siggy. He was an assistant coach in um, uh, for the Galaxy under Siggy. He's an assistant coach now. Um, under Caleb Porter in um, in Columbus. Do you see the Galaxy going for a guy like Ezra Hendrickson bringing in um, this coach? No. 
we're talking. I mean, well, yes and no. I think that there is, if they're going to look into it, it's going to be the box that you're checking is a your Galaxy alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know his coaching style because he doesn't have experience. He's been an assistant coach, which is completely different than being a head coach. So, and I, I honestly don't care who you've worked under. That doesn't mean anything. Scalotto was under um, Bianchi. It obviously didn't translate the same way. So um, I don't really buy that. I, I have a problem with Ezra Hendrickson the same way I have a problem with Robbie Keane being the coach. Um, you're saying he's a former Galaxy player. He's a former MLS cup winner. Mm, that's uh, different though. An Ezra Hendrickson it, it actually does have serious. a history. Yeah. No, but he, no, no. he actually and, does have and, and a history I, of being on coaching staff. For right, multiple right, right. years, well, so does, so does he Robbie understands. He's been on the. He's been on the international level. He's on a national barely, team. barely, no, barely, 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 not, not, yes. not like this. He's by reputation, nobody's hiring. Right, you know Ezra Hendrickson on reputation. He's bringing him in because he's right part of the system. Yeah, know? right, like right. He's he's there to learn to be a coach. He's not there to be like, oh, it's Robbie Keane. He's on the bench too. You know right, what I mean? Right. No, and, and I and I completely understand that. I'm just saying that when when you especially when you when you talk to fans, you know, the way they argue about Robbie Keane is ironically the same way I argue about GBS. Is that that the resume is exact, is exactly the same. Guy who's played in MLS, he's won MLS Cup, both won MVP honors. Yeah. They both know what it takes to win. You know, um, you can probably argue that GBS did it with a weaker side um, compared to what Robbie Keane had around him. Um, and then he had, you know, he actually one ups Robbie Keane as far as coaching experience. So you pretty much have the same resume. So again, it yeah, the coaching experience is a little bit, it, it, that's a lot of weight. That's not like, oh, yeah, and that on the side, it's just a little, they're the same. Right. And it's not, right, no, right. no. But, but at the same no, time, but your you argument's know, not argument, making sense to me. No, the argument is, uh, the, the argument that fans are making is that Robbie Keane is. You know, a, a former MLS. Yeah, winner, for the so fans, it's just because of the love of the person. Right. Yeah, exactly. but but and but but not, but your your but your argument right now is not making sense. To me. I, I don't think but. I don't think that anybody is all like like oh my god, Ezra Hendrickson is my jam. Sorry, no, Chris no. Tucker. No, maybe maybe you. No. But, but that it. would but but I don't think anyone would say that. But if they do sign him, I think that would make a lot of people happy. To be honest. Like, like I, think, I don't no, think they would be upset I, with I, I disagree. I think it wouldn't at this be point, too upset. Making anybody happy is positive direction. Like, are we looking better? Are we winning more? I mean, th- we were on track to have the worst year. I mean, people talk about 2017 versus 2020. This year, significantly worse than yeah, 2017 with better Definitely. talent, with a better coach. So I think that um, – you know, as long as we're not in the dumpster and we're headed in a good direction, um, yeah. I but that's, that's we're not going to see that like overnight. That's going to no, take a while for us to see that in the first three months yeah. of the season. We're yeah. going to see it over the course of two seasons. Yeah. Um, going back to Ezra Hendrickson, though, uh, apparently he's a coaching candidate for DC United, and that he's very close. That they're very close to signing. A deal. I thought Chris Armas was going to go to DC. I think no, Chris Armas. Oh no, Chris Armas was also a candidate. Harry, Jill Ellis, um, Ezra Hendrickson, and then there was one more that I can't remember. But um, I mean, but apparently, if you're gonna hire, you're gonna hire Jill, Jill Ellis, you you put her in Atlanta because Jill Ellis knows how to work with talent. Okay, well, but she's not she's that, not gonna that, build a team. That, that coach, that that, that <laughs> coach that's is already yeah. I know. Um, so I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, 
should you look at me into into, Hendri- into Hendrickson? I, I personally say no. Again, I, I just don't want to be. I don't want to experiment anymore. I don't want someone to be there. Look, this is your first coaching gig. Here you go. I mean, th- that's something that belongs in a current DC United squad. It belongs in a, you know, uh, in an Austin, uh, if if you will, in a Colorado, in an RSL. I just I mean, don't Austin's, think for us. Austin's bringing in Josh Wolf, so like he, yeah, is, is one of those things, and I think exactly. that Josh Wolf is actually going to do well. Um, at Austin. Would you but, want Josh Wolf here? Um, maybe, maybe. I mean, what that? But if tomorrow, thing, if tomorrow, okay, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing: the 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 difference is it signals to the fan base and to the the team. There's a very different kind of uh, making our way back to the championship road that we're taking. Right? You hire Robbie Keane. The expectation is we're going to go to MLS Cup next year. You hire Josh Wolf, Ezra Hendrickson, Gonzalo Pineda, you're like, oh, three, four year project. Right? That's the okay. expectation. I mean, I mean, I, I can see that, but I, I I get what you're saying. And I don't entirely disagree with you. The Bring only thing I disagree with you is that the like Herrera, you need to this cup next year. This goes but, but again, this Bring has and obviously okay, I'm expecting here's, too much. Here's the, here's the center of it. You bring in Greg Vanny in two years. You better be making a conference final. Fair I think enough. that's a reasonable yeah. Yes, I, I I agree with that as well. I, I but I also believe, and again, this is asking a lot. I know this is asking a lot, and I know it's asking. Uh, the, the expectation of this is just way too freaking high. This is also the organization needing to tell us we're not winning MLS Cup this year. We are going to be a three-year project. We're not going to be, be competing this year. That's what we probably. What? That's what GBS was. GBS right, was three. They, years. He said it in his. Right, but they said it in his introduction. Yes, thing. but they also, but they were also telling us otherwise. They're not saying be patient with us. They're not saying look, we don't expect to make the playoffs. They, we don't expect not to win. You know, MLS Cup. That that wasn't true. They very much wanted to succeed every, for, from year one. Sure, yeah. there was a project where the finished product was in year three, but they were trying to win it in year one. And what happens, if they weren't, what happens to the batter that keeps trying to hit balls, uh, you know, home runs every single time up the plate? You have a record number of strikeouts. So at some point, as the manager of the team, you go, maybe I'm not going to put this guy up to bat anymore. Maybe well, I'm going to take a different approach. Maybe I'm going to work on getting base hits. I, I, I understand your, uh, your analogy here, but... Again, I think you're a couple of decades too late because the game of baseball has changed significantly where batting average and strikeouts don't mean shit anymore. Maybe maybe instead of sending a guy out who I know can't shoot threes in the NBA right now, maybe that's the wrong idea. Maybe I should should work on getting a lot of, uh, you know, baskets from inside the, the key. Once again, you're about two decades too late. <laughs> um, but, but I see your point. I, I totally get your point. And, and, and I get it. I understand it. And, and I agree with it. It, it, sets, it, it be sets an expectation. The, the coaching hire sets an expectation. Like I said, you bring in that big name. You bring in somebody like Herrera, like Robbie Keane, you, Chapo de la Torre, whoever. For any foreign coach, really. Two years max. That's what you got. Two yeah. years max. 
But you I mean, at Hen- the same you time, you bring in a guy like Hendrickson. You bring in a guy like Josh Wolf. You look at that and you go, "Hmm, that's a long-term project," which is which is fine as long as the patience is there with everybody. Because I do think that Cardinalfo maybe got Cardinalfo was a little too soon. I mean, hot take, yes, hot take. Cardinalfo, they let Cardinalfo go way too early. They gave him twenty games. And it I mean, was very I, again, I get what you're saying, and I agree with that. But at the same time, I mean, I, Kern Alpha was mediocre everywhere he went. Yeah. He wasn't He wasn't the guy. Everywhere he went. Yeah, he wasn't the guy. Everywhere. He wasn't the guy. But, but I get your point. I totally get your point. Um, I, and I don't disagree with you. You're right. If you sign a Miguel Herrera, you're going to expect instant results. And if you sign a Greg Vanny... You probably, you know, maybe not your first year, but certainly your second year. And if you hire someone like Josh Wolf, yeah, you're probably looking at, you know, a little bit longer project. I, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree with you. But I also feel it's up to the organization to say, if we're going to sign a big name, you're going to have to understand that he's not going to work a miracle in the first season. And that he's probably not going to be able to work a miracle in the second. Because, I mean, look at Klopp going into Liverpool. It took him like two or three seasons before he became what he became. So mm-hmm. Liverpool fans had to be extremely patient with him. And eventually it paid off. The, you know, Galaxy fans would have to be the exact same way. I think it can be done as long as the organization is up front. That's where you're asking a lot. That is where you're asking a lot. Where the organization comes up to the fans and says, look, you need to be extremely patient right now. We are not. This is not happening this year. This is not happening. You're going to... This is where I, I don't we think, have to trust the, thing, the process. The but we're... But, the people in charge of said process are not the people who should be in charge of said process. Here's, here's the thing. I think the hiring of the coach and who is hired as the coach is the FO telling us this is going to be a while. I think that is what tells us. Again, I I. I, I I get let's it, look, and I let's and I understand. Okay, hold on. Let's let's but look at it's not their let's plan. Let's look at let's look at the latest example. Well, then you know we already know they don't have a plan. But let's look at the latest example. Caleb Porter. Caleb Porter was hired in Columbus in what 2018. Um, Same time as GBS, right? 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018, they finished uh, fifth in the Eastern Conference. I I think they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. 2019, they finished 10th in the East, did not make the playoffs. 2020, they finished third, and they made MLS Cup. They won MLS Cup. They won MLS Cup. Um, that's a project that now he he's gotten the most out of his players. He's gotten the most out of, out of a a situation that he that that he's in, and. Now he's gonna have to look at you know we're gonna see we're gonna see what kind of coach he is next year because same thing happened in Portland right yeah so same I mean, thing well, happened in Portland he had early, he had success pretty pretty soon you know he certainly he won a cup before uh, before he, he won one uh, before his rivals won one um, and then he kind of teetered off and he fizzled out till he left. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Caleb, Caleb Porter's coaching career in MLS pans out. 
But yeah, for her, for a, for an organization like Columbus, and maybe this is just an opinion here, but for an organization like Columbus, you only need that one victory to become immortal, to become a legend. Sure. You know, and I think Caleb Porter probably would have done that if he never wins again. I still think he goes down as a legend. If you bring in, you know, let's say you bring in. Well, I don't want to say a former Galaxy player. So you bring in someone else. Let's say Oscar Pereja. Let's say you bring in Oscar Pereja, yeah. and he wins MLS Cup, and that's the only one. He's never done. He, he's yeah. never ever ever done it before. But okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Let's just as I'm saying. Let's just say yeah. he does yep. it. Let's say he does it. He wouldn't become a club legend. He would need to win another. Oh, if not, if not, you know, like yeah. But you're talking would, about. But you're talking about a. You're talking about a club that has. History and its own legends, right? You're talking about a club that has had a long history of of people who have had long term success with the club, right? If if uh, if we're not the LA Galaxy, if we're Salt Lake, and you bring in Oscar Pereja and you win one one cup, yeah, you're a legend. You know what I mean? Like that, but that's only because that's the first one. That's the first one that you get. Well, no, RSL's won one already, but you know what I mean. Um, a club with a long history isn't going to – you can't hold other clubs to that standard, to the same standard that you hold the Galaxy to because there's a, a much richer, longer history to do, to look at. So when, you look, when you're talking about other MLS clubs, you have to remember that you're looking at it through – a certain lens and that no, no. can't and, be and, the same lens that you use for the galaxy. No. And, and I understand that, but that's kind of the point that I was trying to make is that, you know, you, you, Caleb Porter comes here, fizzles out, comes here, fizzles out. Yeah. But he will be remembered as like that successful coach where it's not going to fly the same way in the galaxy. That's what I'm saying. Of course not. So, um, let me ask you this. Who's your right. top candidate right now? Who, who is your, who, who's, who's the coach that you would want to be brought in? I mean, for me, looking at the list of candidates, the list of people that that you have, Greg Vanny makes the most sense. Greg Vanny is the most logical choice here. Yes. Um, I think that before Greg Vanny came in, or or, or before we added Greg Vanny to this list, I think that you know, as I as I mentioned before, I can see where a guy like Gonzalo Pineda, or maybe even Ezra Hendrickson might be a good fit for what we're trying to do. He may not get us to the mountaintop, but they're going to set it up to a point where you can bring in a big name coach. You can bring in a Robbie Keane and get them over that hump. What get are we trying to do? Let me ask you that. We're trying to be a competitive team within the modern MLS because we're not right now. That's not what we are. We are a legacy team that has a bunch of legacy systems so like think about okay so like i'll 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 give you a perfect example right now um the you know the show i work for had when i first started uh we were animating everything on paper everything was paper paper process um as i came on i came on and and we helped my uh, the team that i was part of help transition the show to a digital process. As they transition from the digital from the paper to the digital process, they the production went out of their way to 
try and make the digital pipeline be as close to the paper pipeline as possible. So there were so that the the minutia of the show moved in the same way, at, whether it was paper or digital. Now that we're working from home, hundred percent, we've that we've now shifted even more stuff, and we like finally got off of our last paper process when we had to evacuate, you know, for for lack of a better word, to uh, home to work from home. And one of those things was scanning paper into into the machine computer so that they could, people could could uh, sorry, we took paper that people had been. Um, uh, marking uh, timing notes on and scan them digitally so we can ship those to our Korean studio and they can use those scans. The Korean studio prints them out and then use those uses those to do the animation, right? Um, when when we shifted from a paper workflow, that final paper workflow to a digital workflow, we didn't say, oh, hey, this software that we're using to animate the show digitally, um, it has these functions. So let's just figure out how to make these functions work for us so that we can just use it all completely digital within this thing. No, we took the the template of the paper um, uh, sheets and we scanned them and we're basically like importing them as images into our uh, animation software and then doing the same process as if it were paper on paper on uh, as like an overlay. So we're not even using the function that is made that might be a little bit different. It's working, but there's a lot of old shit there pe that people are hanging on to that are keeping us from being really, really, really streamlined, right? Our, our process can be so much more streamlined if people would let go of the old stuff, like Star Wars, let the old shit die and embrace the new stuff. And that's where we are as the galaxy. We are you know, we, we're, we're that process right now. We're holding on to a bunch of old shit, a bunch of old ways, old mentalities, and we're not moving forward. So the, the, the job to me of the next head coach and the next front office is to bring us into the modern day MLS, the way that Atlanta does things, the way that Seattle does things, the way that Nashville is doing things. And I hate to say it, the way LAFC does things. Because that is what the modern MLS is like. And we're way behind. Yeah. All right, David got that right, man. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to bring one last coaching job up one last coaching candidate before we move on to the last uh phase of this show this three hour long show has not been three hours someone someone's name came up in court on corner of the galaxy i don't know if it, you guys heard this yet what do you guys think if the galaxy were to bring in steven gerard <laughs> who has found success he's found success yeah he has um I mean, it, it, it's the same argument that, you know, again, simply because you played here, because you were a good player, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to find success here in MLS. Um, it, it's it's tricky uh, to to get that foreign coach to work. It, it's it's possible. And when it does work, it's 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 spectacular. Um, 
you know, I, I know that there are th- there's an element that that a foreign coach can bring, but you also have to you know understand the all, all the stuff that comes with MLS. Um, obviously, See, where, where Gerard think, where Gerard think, is, but where, where Gerard is coaching right now, he's finding success, but he's also you know operating under the rules of most you know soccer leagues where you know he's it's not going to be the same here in mls and i know that draw is going to understand that but to some level um i mean barely he was here for, right you know, right like i said he's like two a couple a couple seasons but i mean he, again skelter was only here for a couple seasons either but he knew what it took to win but it, again it, it's different in so many in the way you coach so many crosses so many crosses um I think it'll be interesting. I don't think it'll happen. Um, but it's a big name. But it's a big name the way Henri is a big name. You know, yeah. not, Wait, not, uh, so, not big on the coaching name, but it's a big name. Yeah. Uh, with that said, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw some of the, the videos that they put out of, of uh, Thierry Henri mic'd up. Um yeah. I mean, you know, the guys, the guys passionate of, of, yeah, yeah. with his team, you know, I, I can see him becoming a good coach. He's just not a good coach right now. He's, he's not, he, he doesn't have it all together. And I think that like MLS is a, a wonderful, um, training ground for teams, uh, to bring in a coach like that, that, uh, you know, where the teams don't expect uh, you to be competing for trophies every single year, um, like the galaxy. But, um, you know, a team like Montreal, a team like Vancouver, teams teams of that ilk, I think, are perfect for these, you know, the, the Gerards and the, the Henri's of the world to come and sort of cut their teeth in, in MLS uh, because it'll teach them to work with uh, limitations, which is good. And, and, I mean, I don't know. He's, I mean, you know, Gerard is at Rangers. Would you say that Rangers is a better or worse club than the Galaxy? Uh, like you mean, like if they were to play it against each other, who would I, win? Or historically, I'm saying in terms. I'm saying in well, yes, if they were to play each other, who would win? And but also in terms of the um, the 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 resources that they have, because Rangers has a lot of history behind them, like sure. a lot of history sure. behind them. Um, and they have been successful, but they also play you know, in a league where it's them and Celtic, and that's it. Right, and then that's it. Right. Um, of, of course, that is. I, mean, I, I get that there's a huge difference here, but you can make this somewhat the same argument that well, there's Barcelona, there's Madrid's, and that's yeah. it. I, I felt that way for a long time, which is why yeah. I stopped watching La Liga. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. I think with Rangers, the way the Galaxy are right now, it's a name. It's a name. Yeah. It, 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 it's a historic name. That, that That's what it is because th- there is a lot of history behind Rangers. They were successful that, at one point. Do you think point. that that's a name that could somehow be successful in MLS? Rangers? Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about Gerard. No, well, what I was saying, I was talking about Rangers. There's a lot of oh, history. There's a lot of. Yes, th- there's, it, it's, it's a name. Yes, it's a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got um, that. But we got that. Right. It's a name. I, uh, <laughs> I, I. Whatever that means to you. Yeah. I, I think it can be, but I'm gonna go back to my default argument. I don't think it matters with the current 
administration. I really don't. I don't think it matters. I mm-hmm. just don't. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's that's look that. Uh, let's assume from right from here on forward that that's always going to be the caveat. <laughs> okay, asterisk with this current administration. I don't think this is going to work. That's always going to be the caveat. So let's table uh-huh. that. Okay. All right. MLS free agents. Uh, these are some of the players that have become free agents this season or going into 2021. And so I'm just going to go down this list real quickly and ask you guys whether or not the Galaxy should uh, take a look. Um, and and we can assume that some of these are going to be tabled with assuming this organization is blah, blah, blah. Okay. Juan Agadello. Possibly. Possibly. I agree. Possibly. Bobby, what do you think? Should we look at Juan Agadello? I mean, we should look at him, but I don't think he'll fit. Okay. Uh, Osvaldo Alonso. Out of How con- old is he? Out of contract at uh, Minnesota. He's, what, 33? I say no. Yeah, probably no. I think, again, another good veteran guy, um, but... What has veterans done for us lately? He's 35. Yeah, uh, that, no, that's a pass. Yeah. That's, a, that's uh, a hard pass right now. All right. No. Uh, Felipe from DC United. Felipe, Felipe Martins. Martins. Which one's that guy? I don't remember him right now. He's a super dirty. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, like, then he's no. A, yeah. Then like, no, for no. me. He used, for Red Bulls. he used to play for Red Bulls as well, and he got traded to DC. Uh, but he's like super dirty. <laughs> like he, I mean, you do. Yeah, he's I mean, like you pure conquer calf guy. Yeah, like you. you, you I mean, I, I will admit that the Galaxy need that enforcer. I mean, that's kind of what Perry Kitchen was supposed to be. But um, no, yeah, there's that, a difference that, between being an enforcer and being a, di- and dirty. Right, right. I, I, I nah, nah. Oh, okay, um, Joven Jones. No. Outside back. No. Okay. No. Uh, Perry Kitchen is on this list. So do you? Do the Galaxy renegotiate with him and keep him? Oh, God. I mean, uh, I, I think he had a pretty uh, pretty good season this past season, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, I, I think it's a guy who, again, is serviceable, is going to be – what he's a TAM player. Um, if, you re- if you renegotiate with him, um, I think you probably – I mean, doesn't deserve a raise. Um, but, uh, again, I, I think it just really falls on the direction of the coach. You know, what exactly do you, do you, you know, do you want this guy or not? And right now the Galaxy don't have that direction. Um, if it were up to me, he's probably the one guy that you're saying, you know, he was a bright spot. Um, so that alone probably would should merit, like, you, know, you should probably, you know, negotiate I something. Yeah. I, I, I personally would have preferred if we had him, like, had him on for an option and then were able to, to um, negotiate him for you know, Tam or, or something to another team, but but he's like, actually one of the the he's one of the players that did better under GBS. Yeah. So so we'll, we'll see how what happens with the new coach. I put him. Um, in, I put him in the same place as Corona. They were just okay. They're serviceable. Yeah, they're serviceable. They're fine. That's it. Yeah. Nothing more. Nothing. Nothing. Good, nothing, nothing too yeah, bad. I'm not saying whatever. he was spectacular, he, but you know, he probably had right. his best season as a Galaxy player this past season. But yeah, I agree. He wasn't anything spectacular, but serviceable. Yeah, I, I think it's worth a look. But again, it's also depending on I say skip. the direction the coach. Skip. Uh, Tommy McNamara. 
I actually like Tommy McNamara. I would say look at him, look into him. I'd say, yeah, I'd say look into him. I like him a lot. He's Chief of USA. He's right now. He's with New England. So, uh, you know, interesting, interesting, interesting player. Uh, he went to. Oh no, I was gonna say he went to Don Bosco, but it's uh, Don Bosco in uh, in New Jersey. But he also <laughs> he also just looks like a grinder, you know, like he just he grinds the games yeah. out. You know, he's just yeah, he's he, constantly he's, he's focused. One of those guys who's just like, yep, it's just constantly gonna get on your nerves and just like yeah, grind you out. Um, all right, Lee Nguyen. Again, he he just went from LAFC to Miami. Uh, he's a free agent, so you know. Pass. I pass. If it was three I, I years ago, four years ago, yeah. I'd say yeah, yeah. but yeah. pass. I'll say the same thing. I say the same thing. If this was, you know, again, you're a few years too late for this. I, I, I now it's a pass. Uh, Luis Robles, pass. <sighs> Is he the only goalkeeper that's available right now? <laughs> he is the only goalkeeper on this list right now? Because I'd usually that's, say that's pass, a but this year. I'd usually say pass on him, but I mean, I'd actually rather take him over being him so i agree there yeah I, I, I think so too um kellen rowe who's kellen rowe uh colorado right he's at uh, where is he now kellen I rowe co- i thought kellen he was in colorado no you're thinking about um kellen acosta ah uh, yes okay kellen i'm seeing rowe him now was nah. at new england for a long time and uh no, and I, pass. I don't know where he's at right now. Pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brick Shea. Pass. <laughs> that takes. That's a lot from Bobby. Because Bobby used to love. Yeah, that was like Brecht a decade Shea. ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. CJ Sapong. I say look into him for sure. How old is he? Uh, find out. I don't. I so feel like CJ would be good behind Chicha. You know. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna say look into him. Yeah. He's no. Look into. Yeah. Definitely look into him. Yeah. He's a big guy. He's right now. Yeah. He's at Chicago. He's a big guy. He's That's a what winner. Chicha needs around him. Yep. Yep. He's a guy that that, that I think can can uh, make something happen. I think it was two years ago. He was a top scorer, top American yeah. scorer in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. No. That. That. Yeah. Uh, you need to look into him. Uh. Chris Wondolowski. Pass. Pass. <laughs> uh, Bradley Wright Phillips. Retire. Ah, <laughs> uh, controversial. I-, I think you should look at him. Oh, no. I think you should look at him. Uh, I agree. I think if he's, you should. For what? Just like a, a, a super sub? Super sub, yeah. I yeah. guess it depends on how much money, but I yeah. – yeah. Right, 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 right. Yes, it depends on how much money. Again, he was he's he's at LAFC. He's out of contract now. My guess is he wasn't making all that much money. If he wants to continue staying in LA and he do, and doesn't mind not making a lot of money, uh, he would be a very good bench option because uh, yeah. a guy just knows how to get in the right spots and score. Yeah, um, yeah. But to be fair, that's what Chicharito's game was. So you know. Sure. But um, but BWB can do it though. BWB is winning MLS. <laughs> He's showing right. it. Uh, no no no. I, I I know it's gonna be a controversial pick just simply because you know he he just played with for, with LAFC. But I honestly uh, he's. He's he's as much as an LAFC player yeah, as Carmelo was a Laker player. That's what I was about to um, say. Yeah. You know, 
Um, so he, he, he's coming from New York, and you know, if you have your reservations about New York, that's fine. But I think this is a guy that you probably should be looking at. He is a proven goal scorer, and that is a, a hell of an option to to get off the bench if you need a goal late in the game or whatnot. I, I think that's something you should be looking at. Um, okay, last one. A.G. De La Garza. Um, he's available again? Yeah, yeah he's out of contract. Well, I, he's um, available, and I'm, I, I don't the rumor see, is that he wants, to come, he wants to come back. I don't see this team going smaller on the back line than what we have now. I think if I think you bring I think you to, bring him in, but but here's the thing: I I, I, I love AJ. I I love AJ. I he was let go in a very very dirty way. Um, I this would be similar to what Juninho was when we signed him, and that was kind of like more of a PR stunt, you know, kind of like a. You know, hey, you know, old galaxy guy, you know, something like that. Really shitty PR stunt, but okay. I mean, that I mean, that's pretty much what it was. That that's what that signing was. Junita never played, and I imagine that if you bring in AJ, you probably wouldn't get that much playing time here. uh, No. Anyway, what um, what 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 I will say is, this is something that you have to make right. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if that all applies. I don't know if management and shit would care that much to do something like that i don't know i don't think they would i don't think they would but this is someone that i would like to see return uh simply just to you know a lot of people will go back and say you know we got shitty as soon as you got rid of them the way we got rid of them so i mean if you're you know a believer in karma or if you're a believer in like some you know like let's just get rid of this curse and bring them back and you know have it end his career here you know and Maybe that'll end that curse. I mean, if you if you believe in stuff like that, then you know, bring him back. Because I don't think he's gonna play. I don't think he'll be back. Yeah, he'll get well. I mean, again, super he's super minimal minutes. Yeah, super minimal minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah, I think he's there to kind of you know, yeah, the uh, locker room guy, that's locker it. room. Yeah, he's gonna, and the same thing with like, yeah. like I said, it's gonna be the exact same thing as Juninho. And I think exact same thing as Junior. And I don't think we need that, so I say pass. Yeah. Mm. I think we need that more than anything. <laughs> We didn't didn't work last time. Well, you know, we don't need that. We need a like you said, David. You want a, a galaxy to move on to the newer version of MLS, and we're yeah. going back into the whole history and holding on to it and being the old the we're being we're being the boomer team of the of of this of of, yeah. the, of the league. So like, if you keep but, wanting but that, you know how. But you know how it forward. is. You know how it is with the Simpsons. Like we. You know, uh, the show has never looked better, but everyone's like, oh, it was better when it was like crappy, you know, crappy art, but like good stories and this and that. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the some, of the, some, of the, some of the new and some of the old. Come on. Yeah, but they they haven't made any golazos like they did in the early years. Well, yeah. So, yeah. No, 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 no. Let's not even get into comedy golazos. That, now we're going to get great. <laughs> Now we're going to get into a really big deal. I would argue. I would argue <laughs> we're in the middle of a renaissance right now. We got some good shows going on. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anything else on that front? Uh, that's it. I, I have one last thing before we uh, we end the show. Yeah. Um, it is is it is with great sadness and great regret that um, I have moved on 
from playing with Barcelona. Um, I, I took a sabbatical after season one, uh, mainly because I didn't buy FIFA 21 and they all moved to FIFA 21. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so um, sadly, I, I did not, I wasn't Sounds aware. Sounds like they moved were, on. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, well, no, no, no. The thing is, is that I was told after the fact that they waited for me. They oh. waited to start the season. Because they thought I was gonna, I was gonna jump on it, which I mean, I, I, that was never communicated to me or, or whatever. But Ooh, I also didn't check trauma. it, so um, I, uh, you know, I, I felt like I wasn't um, inner team conflict. It, yeah, it, it, <laughs> not to say that I didn't feel like I was part of the team because I will always feel like I'm part of that team. But it didn't feel right for me to come back and step in, in to start season three of Liga G. Um, and with the with the news that Cosmo SC back to back Liga G champions um, pretty much broke up and disbanded, um, there was a lot of players at Cosmo that really wished they were at Barcelona, and I felt like Barcelona was set up and had a, a really good squad going forward. And uh, some of our podcast brothers reached out to me for help because uh, one of their players. Um, started a new team and they lost like half their squad. So um, I have officially signed for Borachos and I will be playing <laughs> G season three with Borachos up the bolos. Nice. So that's, uh, that, that's me. I'm actually uh, missing practice right now. So as soon as we're done here, I'm <laughs> um, way to start off on the right foot, Dave, you know, that's funny. That's how it is. All right, we're, I mean, uh, uh-huh. we're now known as the Pod Squad because we have representatives from uh, Straight from the Stands, from Nag News, from Corner of the Galaxy, and LA is our house. Well, I'm going to regret I'm gonna this. Start my own, I'm going to start my own pod. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start my yes, own uh, do it. pro club. <laughs> well, I'm going to regret this, but any last words, Lewis? No, I'm good. Um, see you next week. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 208. LA is our house with David and Lewis. Bye, everybody. Good night, guys. Good night. (laughs) And this is Bobby Pine. Thank you for listening to LA is our house. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls in Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 